Welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we rewatch Supernatural, then talk it through in the hopes that we can finally escape this show. Join us each week and leave comments on upcoming episodes, and together we can escape Supernatural Purgatory. Hi. Hi. It so, is, it is hot. Here. It's hot in here. Like Oh, it is. <laughs> it is hot in here. <laughs> It's that episode, people. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is I know you did last summer, which yes. is season four, episode nine. But it is getting into the summer now, and I'm like, yeah, it's actually it's a bit too hot. <laughs> yes, this past week where I'm at, it was reaching like ninety degrees during the day, which is like thirty something. Yeah, it's like Fahrenheit? you need to translate that for me because it means nothing to or me. Centigrade or whatever. So it's, yeah, twenty nine. Next week is going to go up to thirty two. Um, yeah, it's been good. It's been nice. But um, basically, I'm procrastinating because this episode is just a build up episode, and we don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it exists. We've had. Pre- I was a little disappointed. I thought it was going to be a bit more substance. Yeah. Especially after last week's sort of lack of substance. Like last week was so bad. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. And like this, was... there's a lot here. Like it's very, ex- it's basically an episode of exposition. Yeah. And I wonder why they did it this way. Like it's kind of cool to know what Sam's been up to, but they could, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It could have been done without the framing of this episode, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it could have just been, I need to know what you did last summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> then the next episode can be about Anna's situation. Yeah. I feel like Anna got overshadowed here by Sam's whole deal. Yes. I don't know. It, I think the problem was, is that during... I mean, we'll talk about it as we go through the episode, but during Sam's flashbacks, mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of zoned out a little bit. Yes. And I think that they needed something else going on in the episode because otherwise this episode would have been worse. And that's not Sam's fault <laughs> because I love me some Sam Winchester. Mm-hmm. It's that what's happening with him and Ruby is it's quite is cliche. Like, yeah. And we, maybe it's because we already know as well. Yeah, I guess so. And also, I don't know. We we got quite a bit of Ruby, obviously, in season three. That Ruby feels very different to this one. Yeah. She feels less competent. Yeah. Is that the word I'm looking for? You know, she doesn't, like, Ruby came in, she did her stuff, got out and was like, you're going to do what I say. Whereas this Ruby is trying to... I mean, I get why she's changed up her strategy mm. because it didn't work the first time. Being an aggressor yeah. wasn't helping Sam. It was just making him like, it was making him go dark side, but not in a good way. It was going <laughs> John Winchester dark side. Yeah. Whereas being like a sympathetic, let me build, like, build up your, let me break down your insecurity. I don't know. It was, it just is a different approach. And I just, I don't like manipulators and she's very, she is very manipulative in this and it's just, it's icky. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Ruby, that this iteration of Ruby for Sam was trying to fill the void that Dean left in his life Mm. with some of the things that she says to him and like gives him some direction. But 
it is very manipulative. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, you sneaky woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, it's, this is a, I mean, this is obviously a build up to next week's episode. So I think we can forgive it as a part one. Yeah. The thing is, I know next episode is extremely important. Yeah. Like, I remember what happens. Mm. It has been fanficked to death. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can I can forgive it. I mean, this one was written by Sarah Gamble. I assume the next episode is also written by Sarah Gamble. And, yeah, directed by Charles Beeson, so we've seen his work before. So the next episode isn't written by Sarah Gamble, then. That's really interesting. Mm. Who's it written by? Trevor Sands. Oh. They must have both done this collaboratively because there's no yeah. way they could have done the part one, part two completely separately. I mean, obviously all the work with the writers on Supernatural are collaborative, but it's just who finally gets their name on the... I wrote this mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end, so, I think. <laughs> Jeremy Carver is credited as executive story editor. Oh. So maybe like on both of these, on mm-hmm. next week's and this week's. So I'm wondering if like he gave the overview yeah. and then let other people fill in the details yeah that makes total sense cool so i mean let's get into it i think neither of us really watched the recap right of this one for me it went straight into the episode i'm not sure if there was a recap or not there was it was it was very much they took out pretty much all of the last episode which we're thinking was just didn't exist not even like (laughs) the last sort of 30 seconds it was just talking about the rising of the witnesses the seals being broken by Lilith Mm -hmm. and Sam exercising a demon. So basically the big plot points of this season. So we're in some sort of hospital um, and a woman is sort of like staring off into the distance and the psychologist is sort of trying to talk to her and we meet, we all know who she is. I feel (laughs) like it's Anna. Yeah. (laughs) And she's trying to explain that she was trying to warn, warn them and it's very much apocalyptic speech, right? Mm-hmm. It's the the sandwich board guy saying the the end is coming, <laughs> and the psychologist doesn't believe her. Like she's saying that you know, the apocalypse, like in the Bible, mm-hmm. and Anna's like, kind of. This demon Lilith is trying to break the sixty six seals to free Lucifer from hell, and Lucifer will bring the apocalypse. And then Anna sort of again looks off into the distance, does like a head tilt thing. Mm-hmm. And she says, the psychologist asks what's going on. She says she's just listening. And I, this is really important stuff, actually, because she, mm-hmm. we, we all know about the 66 seals that need to be broken. Yeah. And the psychologist asks, like, you know, it, essentially, are there only 66? And she, Anna's like, no, there's 600 possibilities. Mm-hmm. But there only needs to be 66 broken, which makes sense as to why... I feel like there must have been questions coming up about yeah. like, well, if they know there's only 66, why aren't they guarding each of the 66, right? And like, Kath had made uh, allusions to this before because when he's been to Dean in the kitchen at Bobby's house, I think he had said that they'd managed to defend one of the seals. So you mm-hmm. think like, if there are only 66, like, well, you only have to defend one and you win. Yeah, uh- <laughs> exactly. But we're finding out there's actually 600. I do like... I do like that they didn't say 666. <laughs> right. I know I know we get there with 666 yeah. seals, but I'm I'm glad they didn't lean into that oh the 666 seals. <laughs> like I'm I'm glad it was just 600. And then Anna explains that, you know, 
it's nearly impossible to stop her because they just don't know. And the angels are losing. Mm. And, you know, we're all going to die. I think I remember watching this episode for the first time. And I mean, spoilers here, but like, we all know where this is going. Um, (laughs) And I didn't guess who Anna was for a really long time. It would would have made more sense to me for her to be like a prophet. Mm -hmm. But watching it back, what she does here is really clever because there are certain, like you say, like the head tilting and just some kind of the mannerisms in this where you're like, there's a family resemblance here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's a little bit later on in the day and an attendant walks into her room with her with her meds i do love the fact that like there's something about supernatural framing that i was like oh this nurse is the bad guy (laughs) it's like how do you know i just know something about the camera work is like this is a bad guy (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like watching his actions close up i was like because it was like showing him his hip and his hand Mm -hmm. getting the medicine and i'm just like oh no he's a bad guy yeah i don't know can't tell you why, but he just is. <laughs> he just is. Anna turns to him and she like starts to freak out because obviously she, she can see his demon face and he says, what happened to your face? And the attendant's like, oh, I know. <laughs> and like, his eyes go black. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm downright kissable. <laughs> and I was like, mm, how are you there? How are you there? Not really. <laughs> um, Anna then sort of u- uses her mind to push a chest of drawers into him and the door and like Mm -hmm. cracks his head and falls down and then somehow she can open the door (laughs) even though there's now a a fully grown man and a chest of drawers which is heavy enough to knock him out and yet she can like struggle with the door to get it (laughs) she's got telekinesis annabelle so what else do you want like she's just supernatural i want an explanation (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um it's a cool introduction to Anna. I, I, I've completely forgotten. I, for some reason, thought Anna was in season five. My brain is completely addled lately, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, Anna. Yeah, I know this does make sense with where this is going. Because, I mean, we've got in on the head of a pin coming up too. And yeah, that's... that's uh... It's funny because um, at the beginning of this episode, in my mind, I was like, I thought Ruby was in this more often. <laughs> and like, I think I was thinking of this episode... <laughs> because of what happens and so i wasn't surprised that anna was in season four i just don't know i get very much season four season five just very confused in my mind i don't know what it is but something about it it's Um, it's just it's the same story right yeah because it it doesn't come to a conclusion until season five Mm -hmm. pretty much i think that's why um so (laughs) we we cut to sam and dean hustling a guy for money in pool and like it's obvious that they're hustling this guy because Sam's acting drunk and but him and Dina kind of like winking to each other as mm-hmm. <laughs> they're getting this guy to bet more and more money. But then out of the corner of his eye, Sam sees Ruby and just like, keep the money, bye. <laughs> just completely drops the act like he's now 100% sober. <laughs> yeah, it's a great switch. And Dean sees her too. So there's a whole little confrontation going on here. You know, Dean says, well, you've got a lot of nerve showing up here. It's so very, like... The dialogue in this is so weird. It's very, very weird. Um, I will say that, like, the the moment that he sees Ruby, I cannot explain the look on Dean's face, but it just makes me laugh. It's like, it's almost like a what the fuck, but it's not really... It's like a, it's like 
are you serious? But not, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like hurt. It's very weird. It's, it's like, like, you're messing with the money. You don't mess with the money. <laughs> yeah, I read it as like, why is Ruby here to make my day worse? Like, yeah. <laughs> why is she here? <laughs> so Ruby's come to warn them. Oh, she's, she's got some information and she's going to disappear again to not cause any trouble. They need to find a girl called Anna Milton. So we find out her name straight away. She escaped from a locked ward. But the demons are hunting her. So Ruby's come to give them this information. Ruby doesn't know who she is because Sam does ask. It's obviously if some people are after her, then she must be important in some way. Sam's like, okay, let's go. And Dean's like, no, Ruby brought this to us. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting. I mean, we know we don't, I mean, we know Dean and Ruby don't don't get on for reasons. Many, many good reasons. And I think... He's ready to drop this case just because she brought it to them. Uh, it's kind of telling of how much he doesn't trust her because... Yeah. And she he has no reason to trust her. Mm-hmm. Especially since she openly admitted that she, she was lying to Sam yeah. about saving Dean. And like basically lied about everything that she is and who, who she is and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, well, why? <laughs> why would her helping her... Like, at no point in season three did her helping them really help them. No. (laughs) It's interesting to think about the passage of time, right? Because Sam's had six months to get to know Ruby while, you know, know, after he buried Dean and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And we kind of find out how long that was later on in the episode. So he's kind of only really known new Ruby for like that amount of time and has come to trust her. Where, like, Dean was probably, like, seething about Ruby for, like, 40 years. <laughs> yep. And it's just harder for him to get over, I think, because it looks like she did... She basically wasted their time, right? Because yeah. when they were trying to find a way to get Dean out of hell, there was always in the back pocket, like, well, Ruby can help us in some way. And then it turned out that she couldn't. And it just, yeah, right. it took away their backup. And then Dean ended up in hell and had 40 years to think on. Well, she lied to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Like, Dean can hold a grudge. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he can. And his time has been accelerated. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure he somewhat blames her a little bit. Again, like, in reference to what you're saying with, like, she was their sort of back pocket saviour almost. Mm -hmm. Which turned out to be a lie. So, of course, he's going to hold, like I said, a resentment grudge. Yeah. Uh, and it would just get twisted. among And and having to do the things that he had to do. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like d- during his time in hell, Dean's feelings to the people in his life were, like, magnified. Right? Yeah. It would make sense. So his kind of love and protectiveness of Sam is, like, tenfold now and he's trying to protect him from all this dark side biz and also trying to stop him from going down like the demon path that Dean's basically on mm-hmm. um, whereas like yeah your resentment would also grow <laughs> in those like even like minor grudges um, mm-hmm. I feel but yeah I just I don't know I just I, it's sometimes interesting to think about how how old they are now <laughs> that's true <laughs> it changes so much like so much later on as well we can't keep this up because it doesn't work <laughs> so yeah basically Dean's like we've got a case we're not going to do it Sam's like well, we are going to do it and then pretty much we cut to them going <laughs> and doing it so Sam gets his way they're driving in the Impala at, at night time 
um, and Sam is talking on the phone, to trying to get information about Anna and says like, well, she's real. This case is real. She definitely did disappear. And he's like, yeah, it better be because this hostel was a three day drive away. Which I will jump in here. <laughs> Whenever has it taken them three days to get anywhere? <laughs> this is Dean we're talking about. Even if they, because he got to, he got from Kansas to uh, to Colorado and back in a day, which no, that doesn't happen. He must have been going from the Keys to Washington State. That is the only way that I could think that it takes three days of like straight driving because they don't stop. They don't stop for driving. They get to where they need to get, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe dean was talking like real person time this is a three-day drive but like winchester time is maybe like 12 hours you know it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like their brain switches off in those three days because chuck just turns them off between yeah. driving places i swear to that's you that's true that's very true i mean that their brains are turned off on this one as well like you would you would think that if demons are after a human mm-hmm. you have angels on your side yeah throw up a prayer <laughs> yeah but then the trust isn't there yet Annabelle. yeah I know. the trust yeah. <laughs> it does come it's soon soon <laughs> so while they're driving they're talking as usual you're not pissed we're going after the girl you're pissed ruby threw us the tip right because as far as you're concerned the hell bitch is practically family hey boy something major must have happened while i was downstairs because i come back and, and and you're bff with a demon i told you dean she helped me go after lilith well, thanks for the thumbnail. Real vivid. Is Dean, like, jealous? I don't know what this is. Some people are very, very protective of, like, their core family. Like, they yeah. will not let other people in. Mm-hmm. And Dean is very much like that. Like, family is Mary, John, Sam, and Dean. That is it. <laughs> it it's like, in order to accept someone into your trust, like, in Dean's head... They mm-hmm. have to be family. They have to yeah. do something that earns them the place of being family. I feel mm-hmm. like Bobby's there. But, like, it's interesting later on because Cass and Jack definitely earned that place in Dean's mind of family. Mm-hmm. And so does Eileen. You would think that Crowley would, right? <laughs> <laughs> Crowley's like... He's like an uncle, but like he's an uncle who's not related to you, you know? Yeah, he's he's married into the family uncle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why that feels so spot on for Crowley, but that's like the perfect <laughs> dynamic that he has with Dean. It's like, you never wanted him to be part of the family, but through marriage it happened. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he says like, Something must, major must have happened because I come back out of hell, like paraphrasing, uh, and you're BFFs with a demon. And, and Sam's like, well, I told you to help me go after Lilith. And when Dean asks for some detail, Sam's like, sure, hell was hell. And then they just sit in silence for a bit. Which, which is really telling. Like when that happened, mm-hmm. I made a note of it because I was like, they're, they're, never, they're never quiet on screen in the car. No. And they are quiet on for a significant amount of time. It may have only been like five or six seconds, but that is significant in television time. It really is. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you really don't want to tell, tell anybody about this. Mm-mm. <sighs> and I also, I so I, I love the fact that he's like, oh, I'm going to come clean mm-hmm. later on in the episode. But he doesn't mention this. That's so this is true. Just his head. This is true. So... 
yeah, you're right. Because there are several flashbacks in this, and there are one. There's one flashback later where he's telling Dean. But you're right. This flashback that's about to happen. Who doesn't tell Dean this? I think he did mention it. To be fair to Sam, I think what the first episode, Lazarus Rising, when Dean confronts Sam about trying to save him, or like because he thinks he thought he brought him back. I think Sam does say then, like, I tried everything. I tried to make a deal and no one would take it. Mm-hmm. So he kind of alluded to it, but um, this was kind of not not that. It, this is this is different. <laughs> yeah, this this is like, yeah, I went to see a Crossroads demon, but they told me something that I should probably tell you because it's, <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> it's pretty big. Okay, so yes, we see Sam at a Crossroads six months earlier. In the summer, hence the name of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. And he summons a crossroad demon. He looks like a businessman. Sam is in not good shape. He is drinking a lot. He's drinking the whole time. He's like burying this box. It's like berry, berry with one hand, like drinking out of a bottle with the other hand. It's it's very sad to watch. Mm -hmm. And um, the crossroad demon appears, asks him about the knife, and Sam puts the knife down to like placate him. Mm Mm-hmm. Sam's like, I'm not here to play games. There aren't any devil's traps or anything. The Crossroads Demon, his line here is really good. You want to make a deal? And round and round the Winchesters go. Sam then stabs the Crossroads Demon in the hand with the knife. (laughs) Like, the the demon's kind of dumb because he should have got him to, like, kick the knife away, not just have it within, like, arm's reach. (laughs) He didn't want to have this conversation. And Sam says, I don't want 10 years. I don't want one year. I don't want candy. Fair. (laughs) Which, yeah. He wants to trade places with Dean. And the crossroad demon says, no. And Sam's like, it's a a fair trade. It's like shouting at him and asks, why not? Like, why won't they take him? Because it is a fair deal. Like, Lilith wants him dead. So why don't Mm -hmm. they want him dead? And the crossroad demon says, you don't understand, Sam. It's not about your soul. Dean's in hell. Right where we want him. We've got everything exactly the way we want it. You want to kill me? Go ahead. I've made my peace with my lord. It's like that's that's a that's a line. That is a that is a huge line, especially since I don't think at this point Sam understands that my lord. Yeah, who is that? Who is that? If he had told this to Dean, Dean would know what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess you can guess that it might be Lucifer. I guess so, possibly. I mean, it's, what's telling is that the demons wanted Dean in hell. This, mm-hmm. it's, you're right, this is important because it's showing that him selling his soul and going to hell was all part of a bigger plan in the end. I just don't think either of them, like Sam or Dean, have made the connection between how much they play into this pl- ongoing plan that seems to be happening. mm and I'm really surprised Sam hasn't made the connection between Dean, Hell, coming back, Angels, Apocalypse. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and especially since, you know, Uriel in the episode before last openly confronted him saying, like, you're useful at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's get, he is getting a lot of puzzle pieces. And Sam's usually pretty good at putting puzzles together. Maybe, maybe there aren't enough. Or maybe he's distracted. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's an important line. And uh, yeah, you're right. He doesn't tell Dean this, which is hilarious, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Back in our time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we see Sam and Dean go to the hospital where Anna escaped from. 
I noticed that they're dressed, these fed suits that they're dressed in mm-hmm. are like, they're very, t- they're, there's something about them. And I don't know if it they have been wearing them this whole season, but um, it just seemed very familiar. Like these are the suits they wear for like the rest of the seasons. <laughs> That's probably what it is. This is probably us seeing them in the future, noticing it now. Like Dean's tie, definitely. That blue and white striped tie. Mm-hmm. Or like blue and silver. Yeah, for sure. He wears that again. And they're talking to Anna's psychologist and asking about how she escaped. The orderly has no recollection of her escaping because he was possessed. Like, we know that. So it turns out that Anna, like two months ago, had been happy, well-adjusted, doing like a college degree in journalism, lots of friends. And then suddenly she just, something happened to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the psychologist thinks that it's schizophrenia, but when she show she tells them what the like the delusions that she's having are, Sam and Dean are looking at each other like, "Oh, this poor these girl. Are, <laughs> these, these are not delusions. These are happening." <laughs> yeah. So Anna's seeing demons, and the psychologist says, "It's not uncommon for our patients to believe that monsters are real," and I just think the look that passed between Sam and Dean, they're like, "Wonder how many people in here are like hunters." <laughs> <laughs> right you would think that you're like i wonder how many people get committed because they've seen a monster or seen a vampire or suddenly mm-hmm. decide that they're in this universe i'm surprised they never they kind of do address it a little bit there is an episode where they go to like a psychiatric unit that we haven't got to yet but um yeah i don't know they they hand over the psychologist hands over anna's notebook and as they're looking through it it's basically like title cards of episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's been watching These the are show. the storyboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like Dean makes a, a reference to like, that's Revelations. And the psychologists are like, since when does the book of Revelations have jack-o'-lanterns? It's the <laughs> raising of Samhain. It goes on to explain that Anna's father was a church deacon. So when she, she got ill, her paranoia had religious overtones. They think it's all connected and that she was convinced that the devil was about to rise up and end the world. Anna's spot on. And again, like I think you could think that she was a prophet at this point. I think when I first watched this, I thought, oh, this is how they're going to introduce like some kind of prophet. Um, you know, can see what, exactly what's happening and, and, you know, everything that's going down, but no one believes her. So Sam and Dean, they go to Anna's parents' house, but they're both dead. They find a convenient pile of sulfur, again, just like a demon like just pooped it out (laughs) (laughs) to me it looked like so uh yeah it looked like a line of sulfur on the like this demon's just like doing a line of cocaine and (laughs) leaving sulfur (laughs) i I can't get the image out of my head of like because it's just little piles of sulfur Mm -hmm. like pixie dust from like peter pan you know how tinkerbell just sort of yeah gives off pixie dust so it's like they're just sprinkling it as they go (laughs) <laughs> and I just want I just wanted Crowley to do that just one time. Just leave a <laughs> leave a place and be like, oh wait, I forgot my calling card and just like throw some sulfur at them or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just make some kind of reference to how stupid this is. <laughs> I mean I, I kinda get it on the windowsills, like maybe as the, the smoke passes through it like scrapes off yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird addition. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird addition. Is this like coughing it up or is it shedding from their clothes or are you right? Is it just this like how are they manifesting sulfur? Like where is it coming from? If we had seen a demon smoke out. Yeah. 
and leave sulfur behind. Just like one time. Then we know that the so it's the uh, it's the the smoke is made of sulfur, yeah. basically, and just like solidifies into a powder. Sure, I, I could get. I could get behind that maybe, but like you're right. Like, are, are they just shedding it? Uh, I just uh, yeah, it's it's hilarious to me, and I wish they'd made more of it because it is just like. And again, if it had been like a coating, right? So if they'd like wiped their hands on the floor because it looks dusty and have been like, mm-hmm. oh, that's sulfur. I'm like, yeah, that makes more sense. But it's just a convenient pile, <laughs> just a little pile of sulfur. <laughs> Dean is looking around the the room. I love the fact he makes a girl interrupted reference here. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> Misha's in that movie. Like <laughs> he's in one scene. Um so like Misha comes on on I mean, this is a correct reference because in Girl Interrupted they escape from their locked ward. Yeah. And like go off and people die. So it's just it, it's a very accurate description. But it's also Misha was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Misha's introduced to the season and he gets a name drop. <laughs> I love that. Again, we could add this to the canon of like Mark Shepard being in X-Files, right? And and him. Mm-hmm. so are we saying that Jimmy Novak once had a small role in Girl Interrupted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Sam looks at a picture of like a fa- family photos on the mantle and asks for the sketches that in Anna's notebook. And he sees that she's been redrawing the stained glass window mm-hmm. that's at this one particular church. They come to, again, Sam's very good at putting puzzles together. And he's like, well, she escaped. She doesn't know where to go. Where would you go? Somewhere familiar, mm-hmm. the church. And so this is one shot that I was very confused about <laughs> in this episode because they get to the church and it's just like you get the headlight of the Impala, just one headlight. Yeah. And then the church in the background, it's like, okay, well, we know that they're going to go to the church. Why is it framed like this weird Dutch tilt? I was just like, what is... The thing for me is this stained glass window doesn't feel very American to me. I don't know what it is. Well, we've seen it before in the other Angel episode with, I can't remember the episode name, but um, I think it was season two where like a ghost of a pastor or father is telling people and in that church it has stained glass windows they they, this type of church like the way like it's a very kind of is a gray building Mm -hmm. generally don't have stained glass windows but catholic churches definitely do yeah that's what i thought like this looked like so for me you know i love a church (laughs) this type of church so like the wooden slats slatted Mm -hmm. church it is didn't seem the type to have this very large stained glass window it's quite unusual i think it's quite cool looking but it's quite unusual i like the reference that you're saying like angels and stained glass windows are like seem to be connected some in some way and supernatural i just think what is an angel if not light through a stained glass window annabelle oh yeah that's very poetic i I quite like that (laughs) 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 so they they enter the church they're all like ready to go Anna chose a really dumb place to hide. She hides behind <laughs> a stained glass window. So like they can see, it's still a window. <laughs> so you can see through it, like not clearly, but then they, so they notice her, they notice Anna mm-hmm. behind the glass. Um, Sam calls out to her and says, you know, my name is Sam and this is my brother Dean. And Anna's like, Sam, 
not Sam Winchester. And then she turns to Dean and says, you're Dean. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm the Dean, I guess. <laughs> I love that. Like, the Dean. <laughs> <laughs> and she basically goes into fangirl mode. <laughs> she kind of, she gives a very quick recap of what's happened <laughs> yeah. in this series so far, season so far. So like, the angels talk about you. You were in hell, but Cassiel put, pulled you out. And some of them think you can save us. And some of them don't like you at all and, like, look to <laughs> Sam. I was just like, oh, <laughs> when, when I heard this, I was like, how, how must Sam feel, right? I know. The angels love, some angels love Dean who cannot stand them. Yeah. And Sam is being rejected by the things that he believes in. I know tragedy like tragedy yeah season four and five for sam is just tragedy all over like yeah. dean's kind of like it's kind of bad for, like it's kind of bad for dean this storyline like the season four or five like he's not having a great time it's not good but for sam this is devastating it really is it really is like he should have just picked another religion just pick another religion Sam this one said no to you like you chose it and they were like we don't want you actually like just go you know go be a Buddhist or just go yeah something else this isn't the one for you the angels don't like you very much we know there are other gods go pray to Apollo you know he might have you yeah exactly Exactly. Like, you, you don't need to choose a, a contemporary religion. Bless him. I mean, I, I, I do appreciate in this scene the absolute fangirling of Anna. Like, this is, this is peak supernatural fandom too, where it's like, yeah. Dean? The Dean? Dean Winchester? And it's like, and Sam. <laughs> yes, I didn't even take it that way, but yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> like you just you just go watch the streams of like all the recordings of panels when it's them too and it's just yeah. like this is a question for for jensen but like i guess jared you could answer too <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> they are both main characters in this tv show look <laughs> I, I, they planted it they planted it right here <laughs> it's in our minds they decided here and now Dean was the more important character apparently <laughs> I just I've decided that seasons 4 and 5 I'm, I'm becoming a Sam stan because I feel like he doesn't get enough love from the fandom um, so <laughs> I've Dean can go do Dean things with Cass and it's, it's all about Sam for me for the next two seasons I say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen at all. It's not going to happen. I'm going to try. This, I mean, this this is this, this, the beginning of the greatest romance on TV history, right? Yeah, and I just feel like we should ignore that and just go with like Sam's thing that he's got going with Ruby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Anna. Uh, you said something before the podcast, which I thought was very cool. She looks very unearthly here, I feel. Mm. Yeah, so the thing that I noticed, which I wouldn't mind so much if there was an, a reasonable explanation for the light source, mm -hmm. but she has four catch lights in her eye, which I'm uh, talking about the four like um, light. When you get a picture, you know, you'll see the mm -hmm. dots in people's eyes. Yeah. She has four of them in her eye, so it makes her eyes look massive. Yeah. Like her eyes look black. 
like her pupils are not the entire sclera but just like her pupils are very dark her hair is very like her skin is very white and then her hair is very red Mm -hmm. so it's just like it she doesn't look human (laughs) yeah i agree with you she does look ethereal like Mm -hmm. it's uh, the way they shot her in this episode i thought was very cool actually yeah it kind of gave off like a morticia adams look like you know how yeah letterbox eye kind of thing that she has going on the contour yeah it feels very much like that like her her face is lit up but like the rest of her isn't and then she's dressed in like very hunter-esque kind of clothing almost with get like a canvas jacket and things yeah it's almost like yeah she's she's housed in a very normal exterior it, basically it all goes with her storyline i thought it was very wicked on a rewatch to kind of see that dean asks so you talk to angels and she's like oh no 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 i don't listen. i don't i just listen to them i overhear them mm-hmm. and she's like yeah well sometimes they they talk and sometimes i can just hear them in my head and this is where angel radio gets coined i love this it's kind of great i i i am looking forward to the moment that dean says angel radio to Cass and like what his reaction is because i'm pretty sure he does like a head tilt of like what (laughs) the the thing about angel radio is is it becomes kind of an an angelic meme because (laughs) if you listen out for it later on other angels start calling it angel radio Mm-hmm. So it's like Dean heard Cass heard it from Dean and then told the other angels about it. He's like, and it must have conversation must have gone something like this. You know the like great holy communion where we all, all our voices intersperse with each other's and we communicate. Yeah, well this human calls it angel radio, and I feel like this just sums it up better, so we're gonna use that now. <laughs> <laughs> the other one takes too long to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, angels are in a way supposed to love humanity right yeah the not all of them do and that's anyway so i think it's almost like charming to them right? yeah mm-hmm. so like a, a human took our this concept of communication that we have been using for you know ever yeah. <laughs> since the dawn of time <laughs> And gave it this name and like, it's just endearing. The same way like, you know, humans gave animal names. They call them those animals. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if that's part of it as well. Like humans naming a concept becomes, makes it more so, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So that's part of the reason why they start using it. It also shows the level of respect they have for a cast that the angels do at one point because they do take on his colloquialisms that he's picked mm-hmm. up from Dean. And it's only must be because he's like their fearless leader. Which doesn't last, but... <laughs> here, here we are, like, analysing these two words. And it's probably just because, like, it's easier to say. <laughs> That's really, the, like, it was just a decision in terms of, like, anyway. But yeah, I, I love it. But it totally works, too, because mm-hmm. even in, like, um, Good Omens, right? I, I thought of this, too. When, like, Aziraphale's trying to talk to Metatron and stuff, that was almost Mm -hmm. like they were trying to establish a a telephone connection. It's very on par with Angel Radio. And it's just, it's a very good descriptive way of, like, how angels in popular media seem to communicate. I don't know. Like, (laughs) Dean just nailed that one. I mean, I'm giving him the credit. I don't know which writer wrote that, but I'm going to give Dean the credit, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> Dean, Dean gets all the credit all the time. We we are Anna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Sam asked, you know, do you, do you remember when it started? And for some reason she knows the exact date and it's September 18th, mm-hmm. which is when everything kicked off. Yeah. Do we call that Dean's birthday now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, but no. <laughs> it's rebirth day. Yeah. Um, does he get two, like the queen? Yeah, Dean Winchester gets two. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, I mean, it, it makes sense as to why Anna would like idolize Dean because the first words that she heard. First words I heard, clear as a bell. Dean Winchester is saved. It should also scare the living crap out of her too. Yeah. Like she's meeting the thing that she's been carrying in her head. Yeah. Like if that, if that manifests in real life, wouldn't you be screaming and running the other way? <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, she's not scared of them at all, which must mm. mean, I mean, even she's not even scared of Sam. So the angels must be speaking somewhat highly of both of them. That's true. Or is just cast drowning everyone else out with like, Dean, 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 Dean. I mean, did you see what Dean did today? Did you see his outfit today? He looked, he was looking so good today, right? <laughs> did you see the way he killed that monster? Did you see how he he was fighting? <laughs> Cass has a Dean Winchester podcast on Angel Radio. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yep. And he, he goes through and breaks down what he did each day. Yeah. He he's not really leading this is how he's leading an army. <laughs> this is so true. He's just inspiring them with tales of Dean Winchester's hamburger habits. <laughs> oh it's so <laughs> funny to funny. think of that because like when he does turn up in this episode he's so like stone-faced stoic but in, in his brain he's like dear diary today <laughs> I was wearing the green jacket <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sad that he wasn't wearing his brown leather one but <laughs> right yeah <laughs> his eyes were so green is it possible for people's eyes to get greener <laughs> absolutely that is that is 100% what was going on and and that is why Anna is such a fangirl (laughs) she's been reading Cass's fanfic okay I'm I'm leaving it (laughs) (laughs) so they you know they're trying to figure out like why this is kind of the reason why that they're the demons are after Anna is because she can hear the angels so if she can hear the angels they can find out what their plans are and Mm -hmm. Circumvent them. <laughs> You're one nine hundred angel. That's all he says. <laughs> and Anna asks about her parents. Um, she couldn't. She said she couldn't go home because she was afraid. Then Ruby runs in, and Anna knows she's a demon because yeah. she says her your face. You know they're like, oh, we're she's here to help. Well, Sam's like she's here to help, and it's very urgent. Like Ruby needs them to go because a big time demon is coming. And you, we can fight later, but now is not the time. Um, Dean's not convinced that it wasn't Ruby who brought the demon along because suddenly she's there and the demon's right on her tail. I'm not convinced um, either. I was with Dean on this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I know. Like, and Ruby deflects by saying, well, she was, they, they followed you from like your house, her house, mm-hmm. which also kind of makes sense. They would be watching the house. This is the problem with Ruby. What's true and what's not true. Yeah, she tells half-truths all yeah. the time. 
And then they see that a statue in the, the church is starting to, its eyes are starting to bleed, which I, okay, fine. Well, this is what I miss because they take so much of the gravitas away from angels and demons because this demon is being preceded by like the the Virgin Mary crying blood in this statue. Mm-hmm. And then like you get Crowley later on and he's just like, <laughs> like, where where are his like demonic omens that mm-hmm. he was proceeding? I really wish they'd kept this gravitas that they have, and it's seen later with the angels when they appear as well, um, because they take a lot of their power away. Where where are the omens? Yeah, and- that's very true. And like, I mean, in this episode, there is reference to Lilith's omens. Yes, but. You're right. A lot of the like higher, harder hitting demons that they lose all of that. And is that to say that Crowley, even though he crowned himself the King of Hell, doesn't have the power of the King of Hell? But at the same time, he's a very powerful demon. Yeah, I mean, I think to Abaddon, right? He was supposed mm-hmm. to be extremely powerful. I don't think we ever saw any demonic omens around her. No, they completely. I think I feel like they dropped all of that. Yeah, because it would have been way easier to track her first of all. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I miss it because I want to know what Crowley's weird demonic omen was. Maybe he makes birds fall from the sky, or your glass break, or because he's in like a more of a minor demon. Maybe it was something really dumb. well we know that they do drop a lot of like you know lights flickering and all that kind of stuff for demons and angels so it could be really funny if crowley's was like tripping over your own foot so like you know (laughs) sam has a little stumble and he's like where's crowley yeah (laughs) every time (laughs) or like you taste i don't know burgers or something yeah mojitos yeah (laughs) i'm craving a mojito where's crowley (laughs) ruby looks very scary and says too late he's here Mm -hmm. sam hides anna um and takes out a flask of holy water ruby's like no you can't do it that way you're gonna have to use your your powers to to put him like to get him down which is why Um, i think that she led him there because it's like oh but i don't know though because it's really hard. I can't remember what where what what Ruby's doing. I can't remember if she's how much manipulation she's do she's having. Ruby bothers me. Cause she's she's on Lucifer's side, right? Which means she's on Lilith's side. <sighs> Season three was the thing that messed everything up. Yeah. Because there's yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to like let it go and just like let it happen because I, d- I can't think about it because I'm just getting confused. <laughs> we'll get to the point where everything gets explained <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we'll be like, oh, right. Yeah, fine. Yeah. But yeah. This, this is it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't fully, I, I don't, I'm, I'm on Dean's side here. I don't fully trust Ruby. I can see why he felt that he would lead, she would lead uh, the demon here. Mm-hmm. Mm. They start to try and argue, like demon, uh, Dean, demon, okay. Dean and Ruby try to uh, are trying to start an argument about like Sam using his powers, which is clearly interrupted because the demon enters and like Sam tries to exercise him and his eyes like roll back as if he's gonna do it and then nothing. His eyes go white like Lilith. They mm-hmm. do the same thing, and I was I could I didn't remember that this demons did this and yeah <laughs> yeah it does t- 
it makes it starting to it is starting to click a little bit actually that these two demons like Lilith and this person uh we're not I'm trying to avoid Why saying are we his doing name it right now. Literally like two seconds I'm gonna say okay. <laughs> it's, it's the tension, Amy. The tension. <laughs> Building tension. You want us to say the name, huh? <laughs> we're not gonna say it. Yeah, so he he basically laughs at at Sam trying to use his power. The mannerisms and the voice. That voice is haunting. Like I can hear it. Yeah. Without having and I've not watched this in years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very, very unique voice. Mm-hmm. So this is the point you made before we started recording. The right. way that this demon throws Sam. <laughs> I wish you could see, could see Amy's face. She literally did the hardest eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cheesy. It was like Ghostbusters level of cheese. Like, yeah, it was so good. Like he flies. The 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 thing that it, they did that made it funny was that he flies towards the camera. He flies towards the camera, and his feet are on the floor. Yeah, and his <laughs> hands are like whoa. <laughs> He's like slowly falling into the wall, but like his arms aren't moving. He's just like, it, oh, you know what? It reminds me of Nancy from the uh, the the craft. Yeah, when she does her thing. If it's if the gift doesn't exist already, I'm gonna gift that one because it's my fave. Like I I what was this camera shot? I love it. <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Beeson questions. It's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, so uh, they Dean starts attacks this demon with Ruby's knife. He's sort of like grabbed, and the demon says hello again, Dean. And like as soon as he said that. I was like, this is it. This is him. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Don't you recognize me? Oh, I forgot I'm wearing a pediatrician. But we were so close. In hell. Alistair. (laughs) This is no. No. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, is Sam knocked out here? Dean says it quite quietly. He says it quite quietly. I don't think Sam heard. Because, mm -hmm. no, he doesn't hear. Which, because, I don't know. The thing is, this doesn't fully tell the relationship that Dean and Alistair have because he beats him very quickly. Yeah. Um, But there's just, I don't know, there's something about him taunting him. Oh, I just hate it so much. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I'm not looking forward to on the head of a pin, Annabelle. <laughs> no, none of us are. None of us. And if you are, I don't. Why? I don't know. It's pain. It's pain. <laughs> it is. It's straight up pain. And actually, so of course Sam's not knocked out because he comes over and stabs Alistair with the knife in in his shoulder. Yes. The very next second, so he's not knocked out. He's just being knocked away. Mm-hmm. So he must have heard at least some of that. Because he he did because he, he doesn't make a reference to who that guy is. He does, yeah. You're right. So Sam must have heard some of the exchange. It's it's the first time we're introduced to Alistair on screen, so we're all like, "Who's this guy?" Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a big it's a big deal. I'm it surprised is Dean isn't more shaken by it later on. But I think that they're hurt badly enough that they just get on with things in this episode. I think so too. And also like Dean doesn't deal, right? <laughs> yeah. So he might be shaken, but his his thing is to find an attack plan. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe it's less like, okay, and he he must have known that Asta would come after him, surely. I don't know. I don't don't know, know because he left him in hell. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing this does show is that Alistair is on par with Lilith, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, and Sam's demon powers don't work and neither does the knife. Mm -hmm. So this does play into Ruby's plan a lot. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, if you weren't able to exercise Alistair, how are you going to go up against Lilith? That's true. Mm. That is very true. Yeah, what what is Ruby's motivation in killing <laughs> Lilith? Is there a motivation? Is it just to get Sam strong enough? I think, so. I, as far as I remember, and like people correct me or whatever, because yeah. I'm not going to go ahead and look it up because I kind of want to not remember. I think most of it is a ploy to basically coerce him into well you need to improve your powers in order to kill Lilith so in order to do that you need to start drinking demon blood Mm -hmm. um, to get stronger and therefore also preparing him to be Lucifer's vessel but like inadvertently I don't think it necessarily means she doesn't care for Sam this is the weird this is the thing I have about Ruby is that I think she can still be this manipulative with him Mm -hmm. and coerce him into drinking demon blood and using his powers when she knows what the outcome is going to be i think in ruby's very strange twisted way she still cares about sam though i think she's just attracted to sam <laughs> yeah just a booty i call. think that's what it is <laughs> i think if she's she's a lucifer fan girl and she's like what well, if lucifer could be in this body hell yeah i mean yeah that's totally valid too i mean i read it i after rewatching this, this is probably my third time rewatching Supernatural, which is not that many. I still don't fully understand Ruby's motivations, and I've yeah. watched it a few times. Like, you know what I mean? And I still don't quite get it. Maybe this time round, I'll finally you understand her. Through, so. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then they do the one thing that will never not be the French mistake. They look at the window they and there's big powerful something after them. They run out the window and jump out the window. You, you should have seen me watching this episode. I was like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Yes, they jump through the window. Yeah, it's like a, some kind of sports team like score. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Goal. <laughs> yeah, it was... I just, none of that really makes sense as to why you would do that like why would you injure yourself jumping through a window to escape a demon that can teleport <laughs> quite easily and just smoke out of its body Alistair let them get away this time yeah he absolutely definitely Alistair let them get away he could have killed them for sure 100% Ugh. anyway it was it was silly and what do they get for it well Dean has a dislocated shoulder and Sam has a massive gash on his arm, which he is now, they're back at the motel room. They managed to get away. Do they not realize how lucky they are? Do, do they not think that demons are following them everywhere? Do they not, like, I demons remember. now know that Anna is in this town. Mm-hmm. So why do they go back to their motel? Why I'm, not go drive somewhere else? I really don't know. Unless they have the hotel room really well warded, we just don't see that. I can see that being the case. But they do. But they don't know of... much about wards yet. No, I don't know. <laughs> They've gone to lick their wounds in the, yeah, the hotel true. room. Like, I don't think we often see them get really this beaten up. No, and we 
we see them get beaten up, but we don't see this aftermath. Yes. Of like Sam stitching his own arm up and mm-hmm. Dean spitting blood and them having to like sort each other out. You know, Sam puts Dean's shoulder back in place. Which I love. I Yeah. I mean, that's how they do it though, isn't it? They do the countdown yeah. and then always go on the one or the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it was not, it adds a very not only does it add a very human side to them of them having to like pick themselves back up again after this, but also really gives Alistair's power a lot of weight. Yes. Because you're actually seeing how hurt they were rather than them mm-hmm. just brushing it off like they normally do. And this plays into the fact of like we needed more moments like this yes. in the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because them fighting Alistair feels bigger than some of the other stuff that comes up that should have felt much more weighty. I absolutely agree. Yeah. When when Sam pours the whiskey over his wound, I was like, no, 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 that's got too much sugar in it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, you need something that's like a higher proof. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, just go for the vodka. It's there. I'm pretty sure it's there. <laughs> Some hand sanitizer, man. Like, what's wrong? (laughs) I doubt they have hand sanitizer. I mean, he has a stitching needle, like an actual Mm -hmm. medical stitching needle, but he doesn't have like alcohol wipes. I know. I believe Dean Winchester, I don't like touching payphones, has hand sanitizer. (laughs) (laughs) And like, they have a. Maybe it was a. No, it wasn't even a fishing hook. Like, it was literally. Anyway, Anyway. whatever. So they they fix themselves up and, you know, Dean's ribbing him about losing the knife and Sam's like, well, yeah, I was saving your ass. Mm-hmm. So this is where you can get the indication that Sam overheard some of the conversation because he says, who the hell was that demon? And Dean's response was like, no one good. Sam is trying to reassure Dean because Dean's like, well, we need to go get Anna. Mm-hmm. And Ruby's like, no, it sounds like, no, Ruby has her, it's going to be fine. Like, And Dean, again much like us can't figure out why sam trusts ruby so much yeah sam puts together that demons are probably watching them which yes of course they are (laughs) like you know um and ruby will reach out to them once you know once she can dean prods is like you know why do you trust her so much Mm -hmm. and he says well i told you and i feel like dean's response of like you gotta do better than that is absolutely true because it's like (laughs) what she saved your life but like what yeah did she though i mean dean put down quite a clear boundary that he doesn't want to talk about hell so like i feel like that's fine actually mm-hmm. but like sam has just been so vague he hasn't said at any point that he doesn't want to talk about it he's just been like well you know and he's like no i don't know <laughs> no i don't know like that she she hasn't done anything trustworthy for me like why yeah. would you trust her when i'm not here and Sam says, she saved my life. And then it's, again, we go back to a, a pretty, it's a very lengthy, lengthy flashback. Yeah. Um, it actually lasts between an ad break, which I thought was quite interesting. <laughs> and Sam is very, again, very much drunk. I guess he's on mid hunt or something mm-hmm. because he, no, he enters his, his room. Or a, I don't know what kind of room he's entering. I guess maybe it is his room. I don't know. It's just a very dark room. It's very it like very dark season room. one vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the extra detail that they did to like the makeup of Sam. Like he has like heavy red bags under his eyes. Like yeah. he's definitely not in a good place. Mm-hmm. But as he walks into the room, he's attacked by a man and a woman. 
when they sort of uh, subdue him, the woman says, well, thank thanks for keeping this warm. And it turns out it's Ruby. I got very much Buffy vibes from her, like with the long uh, leather trench coat. Yeah, I've, I've called deal. her Ruby 1.5. <laughs> Because I forgot that there was this other vessel in this episode for Ruby, mm-hmm. but fine. Um, I guess she was trying to, maybe she's trying to go for the same look as the pre- previous one. So yes. maybe he would make the connection a little bit, you know, the tall blonde hair. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think she kind of sensed that Sam already kind of had a thing for the first iteration of Ruby. Maybe. Maybe. So it was like, oh, maybe blonde girls are his type. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Ruby explains that like she was she had a really bad time in hell and like she had to convince Lilith that she'll do a better job and that that's why she's back topside and all she had to do was find and kill Sam and Sam's like okay we'll just go ahead then I've got nothing to live for end my life yeah basically um but then she stabs the other demon and she says go grab your keys we've got to go now I mean, this is it. Ruby basically tells... I guess she here basically tells Sam her motivation. Because she's like, I had to, you know, I had to get back out again. I had to, you know, Lilith gave me a chance to get back up and I took it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really question what, what the thing was that they agreed to for her to get back up. So, And all through season three, she was against Lilith. So why is she suddenly having to agree with Lilith? <laughs> yeah, because she's like... I had to get back into her good books almost. And it's like, well, you weren't supposed to be in her good books in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> that should be a little bit of a red flag. So uh, we see Ruby 1.5 and Sam um, in the Impala together. And Ruby's asking for French fries, confirming that it's her because we know her love of French fries is extremely canon. Um, <laughs> what made me laugh about this is like, Ruby in the passenger seat of the car. I was like, she's in the wrong spot. She yeah. should be in the in the in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. She should have been crowleyed. <laughs> should have got crowleyed. Go down. <laughs> and you know, she says that she's just escaped hell, and that Sam should thank her for saving him. Who asked for your help? You have no idea what I've been through. When Lilith gets pissed, she gets creative. You want to hear about the corners of hell I've seen, Sam? No, I don't. And the things I had to do to convince her I was sorry. He's very much a se- season one Sam in this these flashbacks. Yeah, the regression. Even the jacket that he wears. He doesn't really wear that brown hoodie anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've dressed him in it here to make him look like you know, the passage of time. And she, then she goes on and says, do you want to know all the things that I had to do to convince her I was sorry uh, that I could be trusted? And um, it's interesting how communication between demons work, right? Because Lilith has been on earth the whole time mm-hmm. she sent ruby back to how so were they communicating back and forth in how like how was that whole situation happening or did she have lackeys was she in hell though well yeah that's true was ruby in hell because all we know is that she was in ruby 1.0 yeah and then she wasn't because lilith had overtaken it yeah and that is it that is it all we have is that her word that she was sent back to hell but so many layers of intrigue. Mm. I'm probably not even that, not even that like convoluted. <laughs> Just making it more complicated <laughs> than it is. Um, 
And Ruby says, like, she's a fugitive now. You know, she's betrayed Lilith again. She's um, she's doing this all for Sam. He said, I took all of this risk to get back to you. So I deserve a damn thank you. And I was just, I was talking again to Annabelle before we started recording the podcast. I don't know why this little speech is very reminiscent for me of Cass talking to Dean in uh, episode two of season five, where it's like, mm-hmm. all of this, I did all of this for you. Look, the parallels between Sam and Ruby and Dina Cass are definitely there and they should have lent more into it and not denied that they were there because, Mm -hmm. come on. Then it comes up again with Eileen. Like, it just keeps happening. It just keeps (laughs) happening. I mean, even Sam says here, again, this is a mirror of a conversation that Dean and Cass would have. Sam asks, who asked you to save me? Mm -hmm. It sometimes feels like you're taking, like, I don't know, some kind of crazy pills, like... So you see these parallels and then mm-hmm. they're like, what? No, we didn't intend to write that. That oh, what are they talking about? Just reading too much into it. Like, Just enjoy the show. Just put the blinders on and just watch these people hunt demons. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just hunting. Okay. Yeah. It's just you know, shooting guns and driving cars and, you know, the, don't make any connection between the one brother having an illicit relationship with a demon and the other brother maybe having a no, 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 no relationship no, no, with the no. angel. Anyway. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Angels are pure. They don't have anything down there. Like, of course they didn't. <laughs> the next episode. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sam asks Ruby if she can help save Dean from hell. And Ruby's like, nothing I know is powerful enough to do that. And I think she's telling the truth here. She said that when Dean came back. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing I know that's both powerful enough to do that. So Sam pulls over the car and is like, well, get out then, because I've got no use for you if you can't help me save Dean. And then asks her, when she refuses to get out, whose body she's possessed. Mm-hmm. And Ruby's like, why do you even care? And it turns out that she's just a secretary. And Sam's like, well, let her go, or I'll send you back to hell. Um, so Sam's taken a ma- majorly like pro-vessel stance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally. Finally, Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't last. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> so we cut to a woman in a coma in a hospital um, who says she's a Jane Doe. And as they turn off her machines, um, she sits up because, hey, it's Ruby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she says, who do I have to kill to get some French fries around here? They're really leaning into this as her like one character trait. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, <laughs> whatever. Really nice fries, guys. <laughs> So anyway. we, we go back to Sam and he's in some kind of dilapidated, 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 dilapidated. No, I can't say that word. In abandoned. some kind of abandoned. <laughs> in some kind of, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's in some kind of abandoned house, room somewhere. And um, someone knocks on the door. He grabs his gun and it is Ruby in Ruby 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, she holds up a piece of paper as proof as like, Look, is this is 100% socially conscious. I recycle. Al Gore would be proud, which is a reference. <laughs> that is definitely a reference. And that's... Sam's like, you grabbed a coma patient and that's fine, apparently. Like, this is ethical now mm-hmm. um, because her spirit's gone. So there is no Ruby in there. Jane Doe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sam's like, why are you here? And, and Ruby's like, well, I can't bring Dean back, but I can help you with something else. I can help you get Lilith. Sam automatically knows that's by using his demon powers. Mm-hmm. 
and he just agrees because she's ready to convince him ready to go with the whole thing and he's like no no let's find do it slow down there cowboy just tell me what i have to do I kind of want to say that line to someone just one day. I don't know what it, one context it would be, but I don't know. Just like slow down, cowboy. Yeah, slow down there, cowboy. <laughs> like, it's something real flirtatious about that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Ruby explains that Lilith is really scary. And she's like, when I was there in the pit, there was talk that she's cooking something up big. Apocalyptic big. And it's like, you know, Ruby. Stop you know. Me. I know. <sighs> She said, with a little patience and sobriety, so like calling out Sam's drinking, mm-hmm. um, that she will teach him everything that she knows. How does she know about these psychic powers? Aren't these very specific to yellow eyes? Like, what can she possibly... She's a witch. We know that she's a witch. Yeah. What could she possibly know about these specific demon anti-possession powers? That's true. I mean... Look, Ruby's very sus. She's extremely suspicious. I don't know how she knows how to harness Sam's demon powers unless, you know, she was working for someone who knew. Yeah. (laughs) Yellow Eyes, Lilith, Alistair, any of them. Put the pieces in the puzzle, man. Put the pieces in the puzzle. Yeah. He's he's obviously right now grief-stricken. Yeah. You know, constantly drunk by the looks of it. He's not in a good place, so he is not putting pieces together. But he is currently retelling this story to Dean. Yeah, and we've we've spoken about this before. I trust Sam as a narrative storyteller. Yes, mostly because he's never had to lie. Mm-hmm. Like he's never had to lie to cover up for things. Like yes, he's had to lie to like about demon or like monster hunting Mm -hmm. but like actual stories in his life he doesn't need to lie to anyone because he's usually telling john or mostly dean so he needs to know the whole truth dean is an unreliable narrator because he's always had to lie to somebody he had to lie to john Mm -hmm. to cover for sam in some cases and he absolutely had to lie for john to sam because of their childhood. <laughs> exactly. Right. So if this was Dean retelling the story, I would have major issues. But because Sam's retelling it, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is probably all exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, he probably did get a stroke. memory. Like, yeah. he knows exactly what happened. What uh, label of whiskey he was drinking. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a, I mean, he went full John Winchester. Is yeah. What happened? Dean died and Sam went full John Winchester. And we knew this was going to happen because of, you know, you look at the uh, Trickster episodes. Exactly. Like, it was... And they they confirmed it, essentially, which was good in a way, sad in another. (laughs) So we cut back to the motel room. Dean is listening intently and he says, what did she teach you? And Sam says... Well, the first thing I learned... (sighs) I'm a crappy student. He he knows he's not a crappy student, though. He got into Stanford. I know. But I, I guess demon powers don't come as easily as law. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't come as easily as academics. <laughs> it's a practical skill, not a, a, a um, book book skill. That's Learned. a really bad way of putting it, but you know yeah. what I mean. Because yeah. I am... Look, I'm book smart, but I haven't... I say it like I'm dumb to I'm book smart. <laughs> I have zero common sense. 
I can confirm this. <laughs> <laughs> like, put me in an academic you, setting. No, you do have common sense, but like... <laughs> I just think of that one pizza incident. <laughs> like, that has stayed with me for life. <laughs> Leave me in the pizza out of this. <laughs> oh, god damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we cut to book smart, Sam. This is why I stand him. Me and him are very surprisingly similar. <laughs> he's trying to exercise the demon and he just can't do it. It's making him hurt. And as the demon laughs at him, Ruby kills it with a knife. And they just talk about the fact that he needs more practice. But And Ruby's kind of saying like, you know, it's fine, it'll get better. But she's not talking about the demon powers. She's saying about Dean, you know, his mm-hmm. grief. So she thinks it's holding him back here, I think. He sounds so much like Dean here. Sam says... You know what? What do you get off slapping me with that greeting card time heals crap? What the hell do you know? That is the line out of the Dean Winchester playbook. Like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then... So Ruby's like, well, I knew, I knew what it was like to be human because I used to be one. Like, I remember what it feels like to lose someone and I'm really sorry. What is this seduction? There's a dead demon in the room. You know, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I actually completely forgot there is just a dead person in the room. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sums up their whole relationship. I feel this, 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 but okay. You know, yeah. just having sex with them. Dead demon in the room. Um, it's not even just a dead demon. It's a whole dead person. It's a whole dead dude. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Ruby kisses Sam, first of all, and he, he pulls away and he's like, no, this can't happen. It's all very torturous. Like, yes. This is forbidden. Like, <gasps> I'm a Victorian lady. We are from two separate families. <laughs> I don't know what this is for Sam. Like, I think you're right. I think Ruby's seducing Sam because she finds him attractive. Mm-hmm. And it also is a manipulation like manipulation technique as well by trying to get him to care about her more in this way Mm -hmm. for sam i honestly think he's grief stricken and lonely yeah that 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 is it i don't think there's anything beyond he doesn't know what to do like he's just had failed massively Mm -hmm. in this task that he's trying to do to avenge dean he fails completely at it Mm -hmm. and is just at his lowest point and then someone comes along to offer comfort in a physical way. Yeah. That I don't judge Sam at all for doing this. Oh, absolutely. 100%. No, I don't either. I judge Ruby a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ruby's the one who's like, <laughs> she's the one who's taking advantage at she this is, point. She is taking advantage. I, I do feel that. I feel like she's taking advantage of Sam in this moment because she knows he's at a low point in his life, can see that he's emotionally just not there. Completely and, vulnerable. Yeah. And kind of chooses this moment to make a move on him. It's, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't feel like that that part of their relationship is ever really addressed. Like, there is about all the betrayal and stuff. But I feel like the fact that she just really did manipulate him in this way is not very much talked about. This, he does he does give consent. But, mm-hmm. like, could he, though? Yeah, it's not right. Like, it doesn't feel... I mean, this scene is very hot and heavy. Um, It also felt extremely voyeuristic because these two people are married now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I don't feel like I I couldn't watch it. it. (laughs) Like, yeah, I couldn't watch it because I was just like, this feels wrong. (laughs) It feels very wrong. Some of the lines here as well, I I don't really want (laughs) to... I was just going to say, like, when she said, it's really nice inside this body, I was like, Ugh. Yeah, I know. I was like, 
<laughs> if this is what your 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 version of dirty talk is, then I don't want any part of it. This is bad. Yeah, I think we can all agree that this is extremely uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I, again, I'm with Dean on this because luck, I think, feel like luckily for me that this scene cuts <laughs> very abruptly <laughs> and Dean's like... Sam? Yeah. Too much information. Hey, I told you I was coming clean. Yeah, but now I feel dirty. Okay, well, uh, brain-stabbing imagery aside, so far all you've told me about is a manipulative bitch who uh, screwed you, played mind games with you, and did everything in the book to get you to go bad. Yeah, well, there's more to the story. And it, it makes me wonder what details Sam going into. Was he just zoning out? Like, yeah, and then this happened. <laughs> oh yeah, he was de- he was definitely talking about like every everything that was going on in that. You, you don't need to oh, tell uh, Dean that. That's your brother. <laughs> he doesn't need to know. Like, y- you guys have obviously walked on in each other before. Like, oh, we've so seen that happen, yeah. and he did it on purpose one time in season three yeah. to try and get his like attention but like he doesn't need descriptions nope. <laughs> don't share those details about your life some things can be separate <laughs> absolutely he <laughs> I mean Dean doesn't appreciate it <laughs> that scene for? Like, I've, I've always had an issue with sex scenes on TV Same. because who is it for it's... and especially in this case who is it for <laughs> I, th- there must be some there must be some Sam Ruby shippers out there it's for them yeah, yeah. That's, which it fine. must be it's, it's also showing the intensity of the relationship between Sam and Ruby that we didn't really know about before right because mm-hmm. we knew they were involved and we knew they were friends it was suggested they were sleeping together but it wasn't known but now we mm-hmm. know <laughs> yeah this is a, it's a very yeah. like almost visceral but not really yeah you're right that is the is word it, for it it's very primal it was. There was like a whole fire in the background. Again, dead body. It's all very um, demonic. Hey, mm. hey. Yes. So Sam says, I told you I was coming clean. And Dean's like, well, now I feel dirty. Brain stabbing imagery aside. <laughs> so far, all you've told me about is a manipulative bitch who uh, screwed you, played mind games with you and did everything in the book to get you to go bad. Oh, so we... we Look, I feel like we could have Dean on this podcast and he'd be like, yeah, you know, I totally agree with you. Ruby and Sam are a no-go here in this episode. (laughs) And Sam's like, there's more to this story. And Dean's just like, yeah, just skip the nudity, please. Um, So yeah, soon after uh, Sam and Ruby slept together, Sam found some signs that Lilith was in town. And then it cuts to five months earlier. And Ruby's trying to convince him that he's not ready because he's not. And says, like, you have to wait until you get it right. And they're having this whole argument about this. And during this argument, Ruby realizes that Sam wants to go out swinging. He wants to die in this confrontation with Lilith. And although Sam says that's stupid, Ruby's like, well, no, actually, it's you're right. Because if you kill her and you survive this, then you have to go on without your brother. And that isn't what Dean would have wanted. This isn't what he died for. I hated those two lines. <clears throat> I was like, you do not get to say that. You do n- You <laughs> demon lady. <laughs> do not get to use Dean's name in vain. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, it's a good, um, like, manipulative emotional tactic. Yeah. 
but that but then it doesn't work because you know sam just says get out of my way and leaves mm-hmm. um with her shouting after him like literally he threatens her with the knife to get her out of the way of the door no so just- it's interesting that it doesn't work but dean's not there so <laughs> it wasn't gonna work <laughs> yeah no it it this needs to come from dean for it to have an impact yeah. some like i said using dean's name in vain again this was a very physical thing for sam i don't it wasn't an emotional thing at least not yet mm-hmm. until the second time around of her saving his life yeah Okay, it feels very love bomby. It's all it's all the red flags. It is all the red flags. <laughs> it's many red flags. <laughs> um it it this would never work. He Sam would always go after Lilith, no matter the case. He's, unless it was Dean who told him not to. I mean, I don't know, even if Dean told him not to at this point, he is very laser focused on Lilith. That's true. Um the revenge is strong <laughs> with this the one. The revenge is very strong. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean Dean's worried about him going dark side. I think in some ways Sam already has. Yes. Uh, Like, I don't feel like there's any way to convince him to not go after Lilith and use his powers at this point. There's kind of like, you know, Sam's like, you know, I won't use them. I'll try not to use them. But there's always points at which he's going to do it. We said this before. Mm -hmm. I think think Dean's too late with this one. Do you think... No, I was going to say, do you think he's addicted to the power? I don't think so. I think he's just, he's, he has reasoned it to the point of it saves people and yeah. therefore it's okay mm-hmm. that not using it feels like not using a gun or not using holy water or yeah. not using devil's traps. Again, it's very John Winchester, the ends justify the means, mm-hmm. right? So no matter what I have to do to get there, I will kill Lilith or I will, and I will protect Dean while doing it. Sam yep. is John. It's just, he just is. He is, yeah. But, like, we have sympathy for him because he's... John is doing the wrong things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And at the expense of his family. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sam is doing the wrong things for the right reasons and trying to save people. And, I mean, this is why we have sympathy for Cass, too. He does... He mm-hmm. makes some very big mistakes in the seasons for the right reasons Mm -hmm. and dean does too it ultimately this shows about flawed people making stupid decisions (laughs) but and that's basically tv though isn't it (laughs) it and i do love sam for i fully understand why he wants to go after lilith like it is Mm -hmm. a revenge thing she sent Dean to hell for 40 years to and he doesn't know what happened to him there and as far as he can tell now is trying to end the world so it makes sense for him to sacrifice himself to, you know, save everybody. That's that's, yeah. that's Sam, isn't it? Like, <laughs> of course he would. <laughs> I love the fact that like we we were both like kind of about this episode, but we're getting really like phys- philosophical Look, about we it. We find our own good in these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't last week, but we did this week <laughs> because there's substance. There is substance in this. There is, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of foundation work that's being done in this mm-hmm. outside of setting up for the next episode. Absolutely. <laughs> and setting up a lot for like what's coming, which makes sense for why Sarah Gamble is in charge of this. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or wrote this. Yeah. Um, so we come back from the commercial break. We're still five months earlier. Um, so that he's had a month of training, I guess. He's gone to this house in the suburbs 
And we know that Lilith likes to take over young girls, which is creepy, but there you go. <laughs> so he sees this, she looks like Alice in Wonderland, basically. She does, yeah. Um, surrounded by cakes. She's, he sneaks into the house and the girl turns around and says, you know, please, I just want to go home. So do you think Lilith is actually possessing her at that point? No. I do. I think, no? No, I don't think she's there. Okay. I think it was a trap. Um, and then two demons attack Sam. And he, again, loses the knife. We've talked about Cosmic Bungie. Oh, no, we've talked about Bungie. And then he talks about Cosmic Bungie, which I think was great. <laughs> <laughs> I need to design that. Um, I, I actually have it in my mind as to what I want to do. I just need to actually get to do it. And oh, I, yes. I'm not sure how to I do it. I can't wait to but... see that. So the girl says, please, I just want to go home. The two demons attack Sam and he loses the knife. And the demon says Lilith uh, sends her regrets, but she couldn't make it. So... The, the reason why I say that is because demons lie. Yeah. So, but anyway, Ruby is there because obviously she is, you know, she's going to protect her asset, essentially. <laughs> um, her asset. It's going to protect her booty call. <laughs> he, she yells at Sam to take the girl and run. The demon, oh, you know what? This is all set up by Ruby, isn't it? Like, yeah, of course it is. Come on. Yeah, this is all set up by Ruby because... She, the demon says ruby you're in so much trouble uh we're gonna get you in the basement and things we're gonna do to you sam manages to exercise the demon with his mind which again they use the same heartbeat sounds and the same whoosh noise and all that kind of stuff so sam managed to exercise the demon when someone he possibly cares about is in trouble yeah so i think i do think that ruby set all this up to be a high emotive situation mm-hmm. and um, for him to finally use his powers to successfully exercise the demon. Yeah, and to, to feel, to see what it feels like. You can kind of see her getting frustrated yeah. with the first exorcism that we see on mm-hmm. screen because she is the one that ends up eventually killing the demon because she knows it's not going to work. Yeah. Which is where I'm like, she probably did it this way, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go full tin hat, right? <laughs> She did it this way in Sam just trying to do the demon pulling with nothing there and just like point your hand at him, try and pull it out, mm-hmm. right? Knowing it's not going to work because yeah. she knows it has to be an emotional thing mm-hmm. to get it at least started. So we can actually get a feel for what it's like to actually exercise something. Yeah. Because we then see it later, like in the beginning of this season, that he manages to do it without like the intense need for the adrenaline rush yeah essentially but then he he can then pull a more powerful demon the uh, samhim mm-hmm. when dean was in trouble she, but then he wasn't powerful enough to, to exercise alistair yeah so she's been building him up so you're right he needs he needed this first like what it feels like with the high emotions but i feel like once he did it the first time a dam kind of breaks and he's able to it still takes a lot of effort. Even lower level demons, it was still mm-hmm. a lot of effort for him to exercise them. Like, I feel like Samhain was an exception to that because it was an extremely uh, dangerous situation for him. So he's getting more and more powerful the more he uses his powers, which the yellow eyed demon said that would happen. The more he yeah. used them, the more powerful they would get. Yeah, so really, they just, he really just needed to get him to use them. Mm-hmm. like it just needed to happen and so she orchestrated herself to be in trouble that's what i think <laughs> yeah we're reading 
way too much into it and I love it. I love it too. <laughs> so we're back in the motel room and we're back to present day. Ruby came back for me. Whatever you have to say, she saved me. More than that, she got through to me. What she said to me, it's what you would have said. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. I don't believe that. I think he needed to go to Bobby. He needed to reach <laughs> yeah. out to other people and he instead isolated himself, which led him vulnerable to her manipulation. I agree with you. I will say this for Ruby though. I don't think Sam would have ever gone to Bobby. I think he would have ended up hunting until he died if he didn't yeah. get Dean back. Um, and I think it is only because of her giving him some direction here that he managed to not go down that truly obsessive path that, that John did. Yeah. And um, of course, Bobby would have tried to, Bobby would have tried to talk him out of it. Yeah. And tried to help where he could, but not in the way that Ruby's able to. I never feel like Bobby has the same like clout with Sam that he does with Dean. I think probably because Sam and John are so similar. Whereas like Dean's always looking for that kind of like fatherly connection. Mm -hmm. Like he's looking for Bobby's approval. So he listens to him more. Whereas I, I think Sam obviously looks up and like admires Bobby, but he doesn't need his approval. Right. Because he knows, he just knows himself a bit more than Dean. So I feel like he would have been so stubborn and just gone yeah. off hunting. Yeah. So I think he's partially right. Like Ruby did give him a direction to, to like vent his frustrations with Dean's death. Mm -hmm. um, but who knows what would have happened if Dean hadn't come back. Yeah. You know, they might have met in hell. They might. Oi. Dean bros. Yes. <laughs> and of course, you know, as any deep conversation goes or um, they're interrupted uh, by a knock on the door or in, just interrupted in general, but then interrupted by a knock on the door and um, the person says housekeeping and Dean's like, not now. Um, and the the housekeeper is very insistent. Dean goes to open the door and is like, what? what's going on? And it turns out that the Ruby is possessing this housekeeper. Mm -hmm. um, and she gives them the address and tells them to go out the back window. Don't take the car. Just go now. Like... They're going to follow you otherwise. Um, and it is interesting. I think, I think Sam is attracted to Ruby's vessel. <laughs> not necessarily Ruby, or not vessel, but possessed human. Mm -hmm. Because Sam asks, what about like the body that she usually possesses? Yeah. Um, and she says, well, slowly, slowly rotting away on the floor on the cabin so like he wants to know what's happening to that other body like he's never asked about the other people that <laughs> they jump between <laughs> that's very true to give sam the bit of the benefit of the doubt that's her like <laughs> i would say kosher body <laughs> <laughs> no i get what you mean you know like, what i mean like, yeah yeah it's, it's her. the morally um, right body so yes i guess she's he's She's still inhabiting this poor housekeeper who, like, has no consent in the issue. So I'm going to give mm -hmm. Sam a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and say maybe that's why, but you're probably also right. It's just like, where's where's your, you know, where's your brunette 
body gone? Like, I was getting very attached my wife? to that body. Yeah. Where's my wife? Where's my wife? <laughs> silly, 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 but I love it. We see them like tracking towards this cabin in the woods and they manage to like enter. And it's, it's kind of interesting that Anna says here, like, because Sam asks if she's okay. She says, yeah, I think so. Ruby's not like other demons. She saved my life. Yeah, which is So new. she's echoing everything that uh, Sam was saying and like just earlier. And that that might lean... This like apology <laughs> and thanks yeah. that Dean tries to give. <laughs> he doesn't say any of... He doesn't say thank you. He doesn't say like sorry. <laughs> no. He's just like, you know, I guess I owe you for Sam. And, you know, just he just can't get it out. He can't get it out at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't... He's acting sincere, and that is it. Like I do, I do think he is grateful and thankful that he that Ruby kept Sam alive. Yeah, I think it's for the same reasons we just talked about. Like he could see the path that Sam was going down with mm-hmm. the obsessive hunting thing, and sees that Ruby has pulled him out of that sort of. Yeah. So he is thankful to her for that. I do still think he thinks that she's manipulative. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and like not a good quote unquote person yeah but he's he's giving her an olive branch here sort of it's not not very sincere but Mm -hmm. um but the thing he's done that before and it's just it threw back in his face and uh. i think he's doing it here for sam's sake because yeah he can see that sam obviously cares about her so it's better for him to try and have this not be a point of friction between him and sam anymore yeah yeah definitely and with with that not being a like friction anymore it makes it easier for him to brush off talking about hell oh yeah that that too the great sidestepper dean (laughs) (laughs) like if they can't start an argument yeah master of avoidance (laughs) (laughs) Anna sort of interrupts this awkward moment and says, hey, Sam, uh, do you think it's safe to make a quick call? I'd like to talk to my parents. And Sam struggles to tell Anna that her parents are dead. She starts to break down a little bit Mm -hmm. and gets, she basically cuts off straight away because she says they're coming. She doesn't specify who, but things start to like flicker in the room. They say they hide Anna. So the whole thing is to protect Anna from whoever's coming. Mm -hmm. Ruby asks where the knife is, and they don't answer. She's frustrated, of course. Uh, about that. You're kidding. Hey, don't look at me. Thanks a lot. It is It is very convenient how many times they, like, in, uh, I can't think of the episodes, but season three, they literally just lost the cult yeah. when they need it and now they just lose the knife <laughs> when they need it and she's there at both times and she's getting pissed like i'm surprised she didn't make a reference to the cult at this point i know right <laughs> like i feel like that's a, that would be a ruby thing to do they but look anyway. so incompetent to her i swear <laughs> i've given you two demon killing objects and you've lost both of them <laughs> you get nothing get nothing else from me and then um, as everything's like building up, the door rattles and bursts open. I'm like, well, that's an angel entrance. That's not a demon entrance. No demon enters that way. <laughs> I knew. 
Because they did the wing flapping noise. They also did that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that came slightly after the door burst open. Oh, I thought it went flip, 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 flip. Boom, door opened. That oh, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Misha was in the credits, so where's he been? There's only two minutes left this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they were like, you know, he was in the, the recap. That's good enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So Cass comes in and then Uriel is kind of behind him and mm-hmm. sort of enters as well. They're all looking very righteous fury. So very stone faced. And Dean kind of looks relieved. He's like, please tell me you're here to help. We've been having demon issues all day. <laughs> and Uriel says, I can see that. Do you want to explain why you have that stain in the room? And like, you know, at Ruby, and her eyes flicker black as he addresses mm-hmm. her. Castiel says, we're here for Anna. He doesn't even like look at Dean really. And Dean says like, here for her. He like, here for her or what? They explain. So Sam's like, you're going to help her, right? And the episode ends with Cass saying, No. She has to die. So yeah, we're on a to be continued. It kind of makes sense that the angels want her to die at this point without knowing who she is because she can listen to their angel radio. So it's a mm-hmm. security risk. Um, <laughs> a breach in their communications. Exactly, yeah. So how do you think they found out about her was it through demons they found out good question or is could they hear like feel someone listening and <laughs> but it's been like two months i reckon yeah. okay here's what it is i think ruby got wind of big demons hunting anna right mm-hmm. i think probably they wouldn't ignore that either also i think Cass spies on dean way more than he lets on <laughs> Oh yeah, oh for sure. We we already know this. He has a podcast. We've already established this. <laughs> so it could be that as well that he's just been tailing them and and has seen this going down, and then you know went and told everyone else. So yeah, it's just to, to be continued. An actual to be continued. There were like it's not going to be solved in the next ten minutes of the next episode. Yeah, it's a whole whole damn ass episode. <laughs> yeah, should be a good one, and uh, I can tell you what it's called. Please do. It's not called, and I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Oh. It would have been good because it would have been. Would it? No, no, no. It wouldn't have anyway. really worked, but it would have been good. No, it would have been good. <laughs> next episode is called. I'll give you a guess. Yeah. Do you want to guess what it's called? It's really <laughs> obvious. It is really obvious if you think about it. What? Who is in this? In the episode we just watched. Uh, Anna. What is Anna? An angel. And who else is in it? Seed. <laughs> it's called heaven. It's called heaven and hell. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that was the best guess I ever did. I was like, it's going to be called Angel. (laughs) No, heaven and hell makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I mean, there's not much really else to say about this episode because it's a build up. So we'll probably talk about it next time too. But yeah, we got to find out what Sam did with his summer break, which is apparently bang hot demons and do some exorcism. So... Mm -hmm. Good for him. He's having a hot girl summer. Like, literally <laughs> hot. <laughs> yep. There were fires. Yep, burning involved. hell. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Do you think he's covered in, like, sulfur dust? And right? would he still be able to smell sulfur because he's been exposed to it for so long? If you hook up with a demon, would someone be able to tell because you smell very strongly of eggs afterwards? <laughs> Because Gross. I feel like <laughs> Dean should have got wise pretty like early on that he was banging Ruby mm-hmm. because of the sulfur smell, <laughs> right? Because no, you you absolutely have a point there. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I do. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about Dean and Crowley's like summer of love and how much sulfur was involved in that. Now, <laughs> like because <laughs> like every. <sighs> I mean, we know that they can only smell sulfur when they bring the powder out to their nose. True. So maybe that's the reason why. Like, because you, uh, as soon as in episode one, as soon as they went to the hotel room, he should have been able to smell the yeah. demon. He should have been like, "Did you cook some eggs in here this morning?" Because like, <laughs> you having breakfast for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> maybe Ruby's too uh, low level demon to leave sulfur deposits. Like she's not Tinkerbell level. Of demon, <laughs> I don't know. The sulfur thing is dumb. I feel like it should just be a dusting. I like dusting. Okay. Uh, so, is there anything else that you wanted to add to this? I feel like we went the full full way. Yeah, to this we did everything. We did the whole gambit today. The whole thing <laughs> off the rails. It was a nice little discussion about demons and stitch. <laughs> so, at the end of the episode, we would like to thank the Pixel Agora for his amazing logo art and the new pride one uh that he gave us last year which we couldn't use because we changed at the end of at the end of june so we're like we'll save it for this year yeah so thank you very much uh for that and uh we will be making that the pride one available on our red bubble and any profits will be donating to the trevor project yeah so if you want to get that and any other uh, designs with a regular logo, a portion goes to the Pixel Agora. Exactly. Um, you can also find us all over social media. We're on Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. So come talk to us about your thoughts and theories. We want to hear them all. We are Escaping Purgatory Podcast or Escaping Podcast on Twitter. So this week, I mean... We had a flashback to like our hot girl summer from last year, which was right really good to be fair. Um, but we all came out of it smelling like eggs. So next week, hopefully, we can find <laughs> our way out. Uh, bye. Bye.